Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Taboo. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I am super excited. But yeah. this time we're going to start the episode by catching you guys up in real life. Yeah. What's so, going on with you, girl? Um, I've been seeing a holistic doctor and I've been on some new supplements and a new regimen, dietary included, for about a month. Mm. I went for my checkup and we're working on my depression. Yes. So How are you feeling mentally, though? I'm at, like, a transitional period. Okay. So it's weird. But, like, I have hope. Yeah. That's, like, all I can say. I do, I too. I can hope. feel your energy. You feel different. Mm. Like I said, more chill I'm nice to you, baby. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm nice to you. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. What's up with you? Girl, I'm TikTok famous. Oh, <laughs> it all started four years. Four score and seven years ago. God, I no, so much I started a um, trend. Not a trend. Hello? A challenge? I started a challenge on TikTok, okay. yes, back in February, where I challenged myself to just take time for myself every single day and just, like, a little form of self-care. It started off with, like, little things where I would just, like, read for a little bit or journal. And now, I don't know, guys. I went from, like, 200 followers to, like, literally 2,000 in probably, like, less than a month. And now I'm I at, thought like, it was, like, 3,000. Yeah, it's almost 3,000 now. And mm-hmm. then, what you call it, now I'm at, like... 34k can you like, believe it not get into it can you believe it but yeah i'm really happy so if you guys can find my tiktok um i would recommend you following it but i will not link it anywhere because it's like my little tweedledee guys hey 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 just man. wanted to say hey, it's so much fun watching her tiktoks like if i know like some people have social media that doesn't really correspond with their real life personality <laughs> but if you watch some of her tiktoks like there's one of her screaming for like 60 seconds straight that's so on brand for her yeah. it's so much fun to watch the one she chooses to do but yeah so highly recommend you follow her on tiktok anyway let's get straight into this week's episode where we're going to be talking about finding your voice in the bedroom mm-hmm. honestly lift every voice uh-huh. <laughs> Abraham. I will go gospel on y'all because <laughs> this is something that I've struggled with for so long. I'm still struggling with it, and I want to be super transparent with you guys. Whoa, this is rough, bro. You're gonna like, be tra- you're gonna be transparent. I'm gonna be transparent. I'm gonna take right. y'all for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I really want to talk about this topic this week, and Christian was on board because I've just struggled for so long with being able to communicate my needs, and I. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's because of past trauma, but we're not going to talk about that today. We're just going to talk about what we got to talk about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's because of that that it's really hard for me to kind of like say what I want in the bedroom and kind of be like that dominant person. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really only like that when I'm really comfortable. So I Mm -hmm. haven't been that comfortable since I was in a relationship back in like 2019. Mm -hmm. But even now, like I find myself every single time when I'm like engaging in anything, I'm just always like waiting for them to do something or like... Do you ever feel like you experienced that? Yes, but not so much anymore. I feel like that was definitely an issue for me a long time ago where I would keep things to myself, but I realized that if I'm going to make this experience good for both of us, I need to be comfortable. Yeah. So, like, it it wasn't even a thing of, like, oh, I'm just naturally confident in this area. It was just, like, just, like, I don't know. Even the way I look at school or anything I do is, like, if you're going to be there, you might as well put your best foot forward. Period. Like, I get that you hate it. I get that you may not want to be here. I get that it's uncomfortable. But it's wasted time if it's not genuine time. Yeah. So, I guess. So, would I, you say that you are comfortable with communicating, like, your needs to your partner? That depends. Mm. For the most part, yes. I would say I'm super comfortable 
saying what I want. Yeah. But the thing that I struggle with the most is how I how I'm gonna say it because mm. I find myself. I feel like this isn't just a trauma thing. This is just like straight up. I know some of my list, some of our listeners probably don't believe in being bullied, but I was bullied and. I feel like after being bullied for so long, I was just like, I'm never going to let somebody like walk all over me mm. in any way, shape, or form mm-hmm. for the most part. Right. And you so, go through it sometimes. Um, I feel like that's why I really started feeling the need to communicate anything that I don't agree with or anything that makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, but yeah. it does definitely depend, which we can get into later. But do you feel like you're comfortable? Mm. I'm learning to get com- I'm learning to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel more comfortable than I was like a year ago or so. Mm-hmm. And I think it also depends on what type of relationship you're in. Okay, well, okay, can we can I ask why? Which mean why? Why? Why does it have to be different depending on You know, it doesn't have to be. In all honesty, I think I should be more comfortable critiquing someone I'm not really like dating mm-hmm. because then I don't have any ties to them, like mm-hmm. I don't care. But for some reason like it's just really hard for me to just like say what I want, say what I like mm-hmm. I have to be I don't know. I just have to be comfortable enough to finally say, like, hey, you're doing this wrong. Like, okay. Sidebar. Just just a question. If you're, like, you came up with the quote of the day. Leanna came up, well, she found a quote today, and it says, if you're comfortable enough with someone to put your mouth on their nether regions, it's just so funny to me, <laughs> you should feel comfortable enough to make your own request. And this question, of, well, this statement I've referred back to a lot because even you have to get naked to have sex with somebody in the first place. And Besides that, if you care about like your sexual health, mm-hmm. then you also have to have the con- the consent um, conversation and yeah. the STD conversation, right. STI conversation. Right, right, right. If you're not comfortable having either of those, then maybe you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. But then aside from that, it's like, then why are you not comfortable? If you've gotten that far, mm-hmm. if you've gotten past the hardest stage, which is actually just unclothing, mm-hmm. then why is it so hard no matter, I mean, depending on the relationship? Like... I don't know. I don't know. But I bro. understand the I'm logic, not... and I'm not judging you because, like I said, when I answered your first question, it, I said depends too. Yeah. For me, it depends more on mm, the power dynamic. Okay. I know that sounds. You want to elaborate on that one? Weird. Yeah. Um, I feel like when I'm dating or seeing somebody or laying down with somebody that I feel like might be smarter than me i know mm. this is so weird no but it's like, true though if i feel like somebody i'm laying down with might be smarter than me i struggle communicating how yeah. i feel or like what i want i don't know why the two are connected but actually i'm lying i do know i feel like it's because i'm super i'm not gonna say i'm super intellectual but i'm attracted to like intellect mm-hmm. so like if i feel like somebody's smarter than me i become like I just want to soak everything up. Yeah. So I then become like a baby and I like sexualize intellect sometimes. Mm. And sexualization for me is associated with like feeling safe Mm -hmm. and like being with somebody that's strong. Mm -hmm. And so those two combined, I automatically become like, like I just want to be nestled and taken care of. So I don't feel like I want to communicate yeah. that you're doing something that I don't really like in the bedroom or that I want something more. Especially because I realized, even though I believe in being like a super strong woman, like you've said in the past, we're both 
heterosexual. So being in heterosexual relationships, I want my man to still feel like a man. Exactly. Especially because I am attracted to someone who identifies as a typical masculine right. man. I think that's what it is. So I don't know if it's on comfortability. I guess comfortability makes me open up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm with someone who I feel has more experience than me, mm-hmm. I kind of close up. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't like a late bloomer, right. but you know, it was. It took me a while to get to where I wanted to be mm-hmm. sexually. So I feel like that's why when I feel someone has like kind of like the one up on me, mm-hmm. or just like, you know, they've been through so much more, I'm like, I'm not about to say nothing because mm-hmm. I just like close up. I'm like, mm-hmm. let me learn first and then see what they, you know, yeah, what trying they to like do. Or and so, yeah, do. what they like, what I'm trying to like do with this in this situation. But that is so true. I never really thought of it that way. I didn't really think of it that way either. Yeah. Well, I do. I just didn't know how to articulate it. And right. I, but even recently, I'm noticing like the last, not the last person I was with, but the person before that. I don't know what it is. This certain area of conversation, it's not that I don't know how to speak up with what I don't like. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that I become less vocal, I guess, about, like, just what makes me feel most comfortable. Like, if I had to critique somebody on how to make me feel more comfortable, I can't critique anybody about myself recently because I'm so... This is kind of off topic a little bit, but I'm so... I've become more uncomfortable with my own image. Mm. Like, I've gained weight. I'm not as active. Like, I used to be on foot all the time. Mm. Now I'm, like more sedentary mm-hmm. and so like i would the t- the second to last guy i was with was so skinny mm. that like i was like why you can't handle this <laughs> you cannot handle She's this like, i'm gonna break you it may look like but it heavy though I'm you know so what i'm saying baby. and so i just like every time i don't know he was strong like i was it it was really good but i was just like <laughs> this is a heavyweight, baby. Like, this is a heavyweight. You ain't ready for this? Nah, that's a fact. I, I, this is so true as well. It all depends on how you feel as well. Like, if I'm going to a situation and, y'all, if I just ate, like, <laughs> like, I just had a good meal. Like, the worst time for me is after a right. date, son. Word. What? Don't put the Unless you're on my me, man, man. Unless you're my man. You've seen this regularly. You see when I'm skinny, when I'm bloated, when I'm all that. Like, honestly, if we're going after a date, don't make no moves on me, bro. <laughs> Because I am not going to, like, if you do, like, you're going to have to, you have to know, you're going to have to initiate. Yeah. Because ain't no way me and my belly, about to, my food pop. Me and my three months. Right. First term. Like, no, I'm not about to do that. No, I'm not initiating nothing. I feel you 100%. Like, yeah, I'm not going to get naked. What? I look crazy. I <laughs> but that's not even, like, besides the point of that, like, there are just, there are, what I'm trying to realize is that there are so many different ways, going back to your point um, about how you should feel comfortable, there's just, I realize there are different ways for different people on how to approach the conversation. Mm-hmm. And this is something that, like, I really want to touch on because now as I'm with, like, you know, just, like, friends with benefits mm-hmm. or, like, flings or, like, been in an actual relationship, I'm realizing that certain people take it certain ways because of their ego. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to, like, ease it in. Like, I was, mm-hmm. the last guy I was with, super transparent. Like, if I told him something, he would change it. It was inconsistent, but if I told him something... He would change it, you know? Right. He can. He was able to handle that. But my ex, like, if I ever told him anything, what? I mean, he was a different breed as well. But if I told him anything that he was doing wrong in the bedroom, like, it'd be clipped. Yeah. Like, this man would not. Yeah. He was also crazy, guys, but it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> well, I, not, obviously, I feel like you know this now because it's post those relationships. Right. But anybody, you can't, this is all, like, a mental thing. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's why, Leanna's come to me in the past and said, like, how should I say this to this person? Right. And my dad always told me, like, if you don't know how to say something, just say it. I know it sounds like you, 
it's like think before you speak mm-hmm. is also a lesson we learn. But right. at the end of the day, the things that make us the most uncomfortable are best to just get out mm-hmm. because you can't change how you feel mm-hmm. about certain things. And when it makes you uncomfortable, sometimes we spend way too much time trying to like word it than just getting it out. And I think as you grow up, you we all have to learn how to stop taking things so personally. Yeah. Especially when it's in the bedroom because yep. one size and one like move does not fit all. No. Um and Man, I, did y'all hear that one more time, baby? One size <laughs> and one motion does not fit all. Exactly. I've always said like even when guys talk about girls or like I've always been I'm not afraid because I know I got that snapple. I got a snapple. Exactly. I got a snapple. And so I'm not worried (laughs) if you don't like what I'm giving. I'm not worried about the critique or anything because I've been with somebody like my one, the one person I call my boyfriend. It was so horrible Mm. our first few times that I was afraid to ever go back. You know what what I'm saying? Scary. Yeah. Not as morphing <laughs> to the same person. I was afraid to go back. But after we got like our footing and we learned each other, yeah. it was out of this world. And so I say that to say like, give people a chance mm-hmm. and don't take it personally because yeah. I told him what I didn't like. And honestly, a lot of this comes from experience. You get used to sleeping with either a certain kind of person or the same person. Mm-hmm. So you're only used to that. And they yeah. might have had a really, really, really great time with you. But the next person is like, I need different stuff. Mm. Or like, I want to give you different stuff. And it's up to you to not take it personally and be like, this isn't a reflection of me. This is just us. Like, yeah. This is just a change yeah. to make our life together better in the bedroom. And I kind of hate that I realized it later mm-hmm. down the line that the people I was with were just not for me at that in that case. Mm. Because if they weren't willing to change, then why the hell would I ever be with them in right. any type of way? Right. But the thing is, what I've also noticed is that a great way to even approach situations, kind of approach it like a question, mm-hmm. and this is what makes me feel comfortable because I, even though I'll try my damnedest, I cannot get it out. Like, if I just blur it out, I... It's going to sound terrible. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to hurt your feelings. I'm going to hurt my feelings. I'm like, damn, I didn't mean to say it like that. Like, I do that all the time. Olivia, my sister, is trying to teach me, like, how to think before I speak all the mm-hmm. time. But what I've realized is that you can post it as a question and kind of approach them like, hey, like, you know, would you ever be into or, like, do you ever think, mm-hmm. like, maybe, or, like, do you, can you do this, <laughs> you know? You sound like, do you think maybe, how could we, like, when do you get home? Right, like, right. <laughs> it's just like, I wish you guys could go ahead because I just be sitting there like, uh, yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> You think you maybe move to the left a little bit, more, baby? <laughs> like, it's real. Like, it just, it feels a little more comfortable. If, mm-hmm. Especially if you're, like, just a fling or with a friend to benefits or anything like that. Someone you're not comfortable with mm-hmm. um, completely, even though you should be comfortable with who you're sleeping with. But if you're not fully comfortable because you're not fully yourself or you're not mm-hmm. fully showing yourself, I think a huge part of it is just, like, posing it in a way that you feel comfortable asking and you're not, like, choking up in your words. Because mm-hmm. for me, like, if I don't pose it as a question, I'm like, mm-hmm. like, why, bro? <laughs> Why, bro? I'm the opposite. And it's but the thing is, it's not their fault. Like it's really not their fault. It's all in my mind. Like mm-hmm. this is sick, bro. This mm-hmm. is sick. All right, I'm done. <laughs> it's not just. I mean, it's in your mind, but it's also not. Like you said, you've been with people who, like, would not take criticism well whatsoever. Right. So it just makes you not want to say anything. Right. But going back to that point, even it's like, I hate to say it and make this like a men thing again, but. If you tell a man about his manliness, which mm. usually involves like the bedroom, like you said, their ego is just like destroyed. Gosh, and so like it makes you feel there was one guy last year, <laughs> there was one guy last year I was seeing and I was just so afraid to say like I'm not I'm not feeling it because the proof was in the pudding. Right. Like there was we it was not a good time for me. And right. it was very, 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 very evident. But I could tell that like he was struggling and I didn't want to make it 
Like, you know when somebody points out obvious shit and you're just like, okay, and what did you gain Mm -hmm. from stating the obvious? Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be like that. And so that was like one time I did definitely struggle. What I ended up doing actually was talking about what I need and not what he should change. Mm. Because like if I change the narrative and start saying I need or I would like or I prefer, Mm -hmm. then I'm not telling you, you don't do this or I don't like when you, 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 you. Because when someone starts hearing you, you, you 24-7, it sounds like blame. Yes. And it sounds like, you know, just challenging them instead of having a conversation. So I try to change it so that I'm like, I like when Mm -hmm. or I feel like instead of you, you, you. But that's a general rule I'm trying to, like, even implement, not just in sex. Right, definitely. I think that's a huge factor. So that reminds me of a situation um, a while ago, and it was a long-term boyfriend, thankfully, but I was with this guy, and we were engaging in, you know, cunnilingus or whatever, (laughs) and he was like, I want you to be honest with me. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel anything, don't say anything, because I have a problem. I would... I felt so bad. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to bruise the male ego sometimes. Cause, mm-hmm. Like, you you see how, how much, like, your boyfriend or, like, your man or whatever, like, the way he feels mm-hmm. when he just put it on you. Mm-hmm. Who's the man? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the man. man. Big, tough, strong man. man. But, yeah, like, you, you can just feel when a guy is just like you know he feels so good about himself and i felt so bad because he was all, he was like learning how to do it mm-hmm. and i didn't want to knock him down so you know i was just like you know do a little something some 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 to make him feel a little better but then he was like but then i posed this question mm-hmm. and i was like do you think like maybe we could work on that and he was like yeah definitely like you know i want to learn and he was willing to so that made me happy but he was like okay let's be like fully transparent with each other he was like i'm gonna do it and if you don't feel anything don't say anything y'all i was silent <laughs> <laughs> the whole time like literally just silent the entire time and he was like are you serious and mm-hmm. you could like see the hurt in his eyes and i felt so bad but it was in that moment when i realized like damn like if i don't say something now i'm gonna continue mm-hmm. like this for a ma- like we were together for almost three years so i'm like if i didn't say something that early imagine for the rest of those mm-hmm. like that year and a half that we were together i would have been sick mm-hmm. like just he would have been doing all this and i'm like <clears throat> This is cool, though. Like, <laughs> but that would have been OD. But that's how you create your own resentment. Right. It's like by not speaking up. So true. Because you keep watching someone do something over and over again. Thinking and they just, puts it on Yes. You. And you're just so shocked at the fact that they don't realize that you're really, like, low-key not happy. Right. And so, like, eventually over time, it just builds up to be resentment. Right. And what I was going to say is people that ask for critique like your ex did yep. have to be able to handle it. If yeah. you tell them... And they ask, it's on them to carry that burden now and do what it is to change it. Because if you ask me and I tell you and then you completely ignore me, I'm like, oh, damn, you ain't. With me, last year, the same guy. Like, I was asking him. I told him I wasn't happy about things. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, did you do your homework? Because it'd be weeks going on of us together and nothing's changed. And I'd be like, so? What's tea? <laughs> and nothing was changing. Yeah. I could tell. So I'm just like... You can't leave your partner in the dark, especially when there's so much emotion there. If it's like a fling or something, you could easily just walk away from that. Yep. But I think that's why it's still super important to give feedback, even if it is just a fling. Mm -hmm. People that have flings with people, I know guys specifically, like you guys are taught, I don't want to speak for you, but generalizing again, Mm -hmm. the more women you get the better, the more manly you are, whatever the case may be, like body after body, whatever, fine. But what you're not thinking about is you finished. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to talk about. Did your girl though? Exactly. Did the person you just left in that hotel, did she finish though? Right. Was it actually a good time or was it just a body count that you were like achieving? Because that's the thing that's gets me so mad. Like sometimes when you hear guys talk about like the way they just had sex with women, 
it's like, yeah, I got my nut and I left. Like, what, gross. bro? So you went in there, like, you're selfish. Mm-hmm. I feel like people like that are just straight up selfish. Selfish still. and immature. And immature. Because why wouldn't you want the experience to be good for the both of you? Right. I don't Well, I think that goes back to, though, even when we were younger. I was having this conversation a few weeks ago. When you're younger, women are super afraid to say what they like. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, it, the conversation originated from cunnilingus. Mm. Men giving women head. It's so rare when you're super young because everything in porn is yep. about men. It's it's men-centric. Yep. It's about like the male's orgasm. So they're not focusing on women. So women, even from a young age, if you, even if you start early or not, from the beginning of sex, you're taught that it's about the man's orgasm, mm-hmm. not your own pleasure until you're lying there and you're like, this shit sucks. Like, <laughs> this is horrible. I'm leaving a review. Yo. Like, you know what I mean? You're just laying there. I know y'all have been there where you're just lying there and you're like, is this over yet? Like, right. I'm done. Right. I'm just saying that to say I think that that's where it originates. Is I don't want to blame boys turning men, but men I will definitely blame. Right. Because from a young age, like even we're always taught that it's just the men, the men come first, whether it's head or an orgasm, the men definitely come first. And there's way less disgust or like question or attractiveness about a male's penis versus the look of a vagina. Mm. Like men are always, I, I get it because like our organs are internal yeah. and yours are like external or guys are external so we can see it clearly like with mm-hmm. women there's almost a little question there like what, what you got going on right but bottom line is even then you shouldn't be laying down with somebody that you're not comfortable with yeah. in all of those aspects not to say that head or giving or receiving is for everybody i just can't stand partners that are like you'll do for me but i'm not gonna do it for you the main thing that i found i can't talk about in the bedroom is that mm-hmm. is getting head and giving like all that stuff. even receiving when i was when i lost my virginity yeah i didn't want him to go down on me because i felt like it was like just not okay excuse me mine didn't even offer like so <laughs> maybe i was, I was been, i've been doing this wrong since the beginning like it's mine okay. did not even offer like mm-hmm. i've been with multiple guys who have just did not offer at all did not even try to go down there it's just like all right let's get to it like you know what to do i'm gonna do this we're gonna go keep going like, right that's kind of corny to me now that i think about because it, it's just like damn like you really only care about what's happening to you. Right. You don't give a damn about what's happening to, to you. Me. To you, to babe. you, to you, and that's rude because <laughs> it's like you don't want this to be an enjoyable experience for both no. of us. And that's when I realized that's why it's really hard for me. I'm not gonna hold you. Like I hate to be one of those people, but God has forsaken me to be one of those people who I have to have feelings for the person mm-hmm. in order to have good sex. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. I hate that I'm like that, but it really is because it's just like I have to have feel some type of way. Feel I don't know how to explain it. Okay. I, I know what you're saying because we've had this conversation before about yeah. like feelings and what you're going to do sexually with somebody. But may I offer a piece of advice? Absolutely. I feel like, right, when you start to find your voice in the bedroom, yeah. regardless of the kind of relationship with, friends with benefits, fling, boyfriend or girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever the case may be, mm. you'll stop feeling like the only way you can have sex with somebody or be engaged in that way is if there's feelings because you'll be so confident and like free in yourself to speak your mind regardless of who the person is that it won't matter because you know that one way or the other you are going to get what you need out of this experience because you've communicated it yeah like i i know and i'm not obviously i'm not dragging you i'm just saying like i no i'm not dragging you i'm just saying that because i felt like i that's when i started not caring Mm. like it wasn't about me not caring but it was about me understanding that I deserve to get something out of a situation the same way my partner does. Yep. No matter who you are, whether yeah. you're somebody I met one night or you're somebody I'm just seeing casually or you're my boyfriend, 
I have to lay down with you. It's the same thing as paying rent, in my mm. opinion. If we're I'm both weak, here, not paying dead rent, serious, bro. Kristen. Yes, I'm sorry. We're both here for the same experience. You think that you're just going to walk away happy and dandy and shit, smelling like roses <laughs> from my coochie, and I'm not going to get what I want? That's slow. Like, that's just not happening. That's a fact. Especially when you're not the one being penetrated. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Like, no. I romanticize so many aspects of sex, like, because I like the man feeling like a man, especially when I like them like you said mm-hmm. but i want you to feel good in your glory so that you can have the most enjoyable time and in return i receive the same thing yep. so i have to be straightforward with what i want because if not i'm just looking at you like there's nothing there for me and that's why even though i don't want to get too far off tangent i say you can totally have intimacy and sexual relationships that are not super romantic Mm -hmm. because like it's about what you're comfortable enough giving so like if you can communicate i like this during sex or i don't like this Mm -hmm. then it's way easier to open up and gain whatever it is you're looking for from that experience even if there's not like a hundred percent romance there absolutely so i don't know you know that i think that's something like i said i just i want to be transparent i have to work on this like this is something if if you want to i do though because i've definitely come further than i was but there's still a long ways for me to go and i kind of just like don't like it and when i do bring this up to certain people they're kind of like what you mean like you need to get yours it's like yes babe i understand that but do you see their thing there's this part of my brain that (laughs) regardless just, i care right i care right, right. it's like babe i, I can't do it like yeah. i just i want to say i want to say it out loud but i just cannot find my voice and that's why i just really like i'm gonna continue to work on it but it sucks because even everything goes back to the past and i hate that um, women like i hate to be the one always bring you guys history lessons but real quick oh bring it women were so used to being like the passive partner in the bedroom not the ones that like if you were a woman that wanted sex desired sex demanded it initiated it you were looked at as the whore or the Mm. fast one in the relationship Mm -hmm. if you're in a relationship back in the day with a man they're supposed to be the ones initiating it they're the ones that are supposed to be asking you for it not the other way around and not you enjoying it Mm -hmm. not you enjoying it so it's like when we ask ourselves as women why can't we find our, our voice in the bedroom? It even goes back to that. Because mm. if you sexualize someone sexualizing you, yeah. now it's like a crime. Yeah. I'm not supposed to enjoy what I'm like, what I'm asking for, what I have to endure. You know what? And that's... Oh, damn. Now you're having a breakdown. <laughs> Stop. Because just like, it's really so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Like when you put it like that, it makes so much sense to why I am the way I am. And I think the only reason why... I thought it was, like, from past trauma, but I think it's just the way I grew up thinking Mm -hmm. about sex and, like, the way I was taught sex was. Sex was, like, kind of like a... Obviously, it was a taboo subject Mm -hmm. in my house. Growing up with two Haitian parents, not happening, babe. We're not talking about it. (laughs) But, like, I think the biggest thing was just, like, my mom made it seem like it was so shameful. Mm -hmm. Like, if you sat there and, like, she would tell... She would ask me periodically, are you having sex? And, like, the way she would say it is, like, it's the most disgusting thing she could... I could do, like... I, you I should could, be ashamed. Yeah, like I should be ashamed of myself if I am having sex. So mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, even to this day, no. Mm-hmm. And my sister and I always joke and we always say like, I could be pushing out my first baby, second baby, third baby. I will t- still tell my mom that I'm a virgin. Right. Because it's like when you grow up with sex as being such a bad thing, such a shameful thing, something that you have to kind of be like embarrassed about mm-hmm. and very hushed on, it's hard for you to kind of feel liberated at the same right. time. Because absolutely, I'm working on it now and it's like, but I still have to break these chains of like, okay, I can have these conversations. Right. And like, that's why I love that we have this, obviously, because it just makes me feel so much better about the fact that like these things are on my mind. I'm allowed to feel this way and I can't let what I was taught kind of just completely uh, shatter my idea of what yeah, especially I ha- it could be. I hope you remember, like, your mom and your parents, like, they 
they were raised that way. Yeah. Like somebody taught, they didn't just wake up saying like they've been ordained to know that sex is supposed to be shameful. Yeah. Like, no, they were taught that. Yeah. And you're the same way that they chose to like live by those rules and live life that way and make you or their child feel like, you know, sex is something to not feel liberated by or be okay with and be comfortable with. That's them. I struggle with it. I think that like between the two of us, I've just been more like, First of all, I don't have two Haitian parents, so yeah, your parents are a little more one. accepting. My parents are not accepting. I make them that way, mm. and I hate like my friends have always said that to me. Your parents, are so, no, they're not. My parents are not chill like that. Not her I, on me, y'all. No, because I'm just saying in general, like people always tell me, like, oh, you're so free, but no, I'm not. <laughs> I chose this. How I choose to live my life is up to me. Yeah. And as long as I'm respectful and I uphold the like the values that you've given me, which is to be a good person. You can't tell me what I'm doing is disgusting or something I should be ashamed about. Me, I, like, that's why a few episodes ago, Leanna said I'm a good kid, but it's like, in my head, I, I go through my own struggles where it's like, I don't feel like I am. Right. Because I go against all of the stuff that my parents taught me. Yeah. Everything about sex, the, the feeling ashamed, my parents make me feel the same freaking way. I just... I'm open about it. Yeah. And I refuse for anybody, especially the people that raise me and want me to be the best version of myself to tell me otherwise. Mm-hmm. So like that's why I make it easier said or I make it look easy because I just do it. Right. But it's not like it doesn't stress me out. Half of my anxiety that we joke around about comes from that. Yeah. Because I'm doing something that's never been done before. I came from generations of married people just like you have that don't break these things, that mm. don't break generational like socializations that haven't been checked. Mm. I'm doing it. So that's why I'm like, I'm not even trying to black on her, guys. I just got super... Nah, she just went off. And you know what? It's a first child type, type of thing. But what I don't want you to forget, though, like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm not discrediting you at all. You have to also accept the fact that your parents, in a way, even though you broke mm-hmm. them down, broke them down, they were willing mm-hmm. in some form or another to kind of be like, all right, you know what? Let me hear her out. They were okay. going to hear you out. I'm not going to say that that's anything other than unconditional love for me. That's, then my parents that's about it. unconditional love for me? No, not that they don't. <laughs> but for them, their version of unconditional love for me is just knowing that I'm still going to have a place to sleep. Right. And even if we don't talk for days, yeah. that they're still going to be my parents. See, it's nothing other than that. It's not like that for every Which, situation. Yeah, yeah. I know. And that's why it's just like, for me, I could sit down and I could do all this mm-hmm. stuff. Like I could, I could try to do all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? But in turn, <laughs> I'm going to lose my bed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose my parents. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose the respect they have for me because all of it comes bundled in one. Mm-hmm. They don't get to, they don't, they can't separate that. They can't that. separate, Especially yeah. because, freaking Haitian, man. But as much as I love my Zoes, man, mm-hmm. you guys are just like, it's very, Haiti in general is stuck. Super stuck in Super stuck in like the 1800s. Yeah. They missed the industrial period. So I feel like because of that, like just straight mm-hmm. history, like because missing, because of missing all that progression, mm-hmm. our parents, Haitian parents, right miss that progression as well so i can't get that out of them i totally understand there are things i know i she didn't get to experience because of the way she grew up yeah and that certain things are privileges like in my household that for her like Mm -hmm. they're just like being able to stay out late even when i was in high school that was a privilege right all i was saying was there's i didn't my parents didn't wake up like that yeah like they're not just that giving i just i hate to say it it's gonna sound crazy but like i demand that for anybody that comes in my circle like anybody that says they love me has to love me even if they don't agree with me i'm not gonna hold you though like i was just thinking about it i am so backwards like i'm always like really comfortable with initiating Uh but 
like what what does that mean i'm more comfortable initiating than i am for speaking up for what i want and it's just initiating in the bedroom is the hardest part i feel right. i feel like so many women struggle with that but it's like i got that down packed i can do that no problem but then if i need to critique them i'm like Ooh. you don't want to do that yeah i don't want to do it well i don't think that the two have to go hand in hand so i don't necessarily think that you're backwards yeah now that i'm thinking about it but i will say that i don't initiate often mm. I think that also has to do with the people I'm choosing to lay down with. Mm-hmm. They're just like always the initiator. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely initiate. Um, but I feel like I'm not the initiator, but I'm definitely the speaker upper. Like I'm screaming. I will definitely speak up and be like, hey, babe, um, I'd really like if you stop doing this. Yeah. But I won't be the type to initiate. I also think that that's because my libido is low because I'm on birth control. Oh. But that's another, that, that's just completely different. I I, I still enjoy things. Don't, don't get it twisted <laughs> now. If you ask me to do something, I'm going to do it for you, baby. <laughs> but I, my birth control really censors yeah. when I want to do stuff. Yeah. So unless it's, like we talked about before, responsive, then it's it's slow for that. I don't yeah. think about it. You know what? I, I will say, like, I'm not, like, everything guy I meet, I'm jumping their bones, mm-hmm. but if I don't feel like they're initiating and I want to get to it, mm-hmm. like, a lot of times, I'm not going to hold you, like, this is the most Capricorn thing I could ever say, but I'll be on the time limit, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I got to get things done, baby. We can't be... You up in the bed. Right. Like, we can definitely chill, but we got to get to the chill right. probably real quick. So, like, if I'm really on, like, a sky time schedule or something like that, mm-hmm. or just, like, you know, I feel like the guy's are initiating, then I will. But, yeah, usually, like, I'm, I'm with dominant guys, so I don't yeah. really have to worry about that. I think you just brought up a good point, though. I think it does have to do with like, the dominant aspect of it. Yeah. Are you okay with being dominant? Yeah. Oh, I actually really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is something that I've realized in a lot of parts of my life. I'm dominant in different, like, my... Different settings? Different settings. Okay. I'm dominant in my friendships. I'm mm-hmm. dominant in my... Um, what you know? Yeah, I'll be bossing this up. <laughs> you know, like, I was, when we were little, Leanna used to be so bossy. And I think when we were little, we also would be offended by it. Like, now I, I admire it more than I'm upset about Aww. it. But I'm not going to hide. Like, it does... Something I'm working on in our friendship is me speaking up when with her. Yeah. Which is so... That's backwards. If anything's backwards, <laughs> that's backwards. I don't know if it's because... Also, I just see her in, like... This is so annoying. Go ahead. Tell them you love me, baby. I see her in a really angelic state. Mm. So when she bosses me around or says something that doesn't sit right with me, I'm like... But she's so nice. Why does she say that like that? I'm screaming. Like, and then I, I don't know. It's so weird. I hate that. But I'm really crying. Yeah. So I. We're gonna unpack that it's later. Backwards. Babe. We're gonna unpack that later. It's backwards. But um. Yeah, I feel like I'm. That's why that, it's hard for me because like mm-hmm. I'm dominant in every other aspect of my life. In my family, I'm dominant. In my like friendships, I'm dominant. Workplace, like now, I don't know. I'm you know yeah, I'm struggling. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. But like usually my workplaces, I'm very I'm very much a dominant mm-hmm. one. So when it comes to the bedroom, I kind of want to be. I want to turn it off. I want to be submissive. And like, totally. what is that girl? That girl from hmm. I think it's the View or mm-hmm. one of the shows, something like that. Um, the real. The real. The, not the. I don't view. know who you talking about. Is it the real? She's like the Asian woman. Jeannie Mai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. had a yeah. yeah she had a conversation. About yeah, they ta- they talked about that, and she said, "I'm dominant every aspect of my life. So when I got when I get home, I need a guy who's gonna take care of that. Right, like, he's gonna be taking care of all of it, so I can just get home and be submissive, turn it off, and not have to be like, all right, this is gonna how it's going, this is gonna how it's go. Like I want to just be like, go ahead, this take the wheel. This was what I was trying to say even earlier in yeah. the conversation. Like I'm attracted to that. Yeah. So like when it comes to the bedroom, this is your moment. Mm. Like this is your time to yeah. shine, my man. Like, do it. Come on. You ain't doing nothing else during okay. the day. Do something. Exactly. <laughs> That's mad funny. That's mad. Do something. Like, come on. Like, it's just, 
it just gets me so mad that like guys are kind of like, oh, I want the girl to initiate and all that stuff. Like, listen to me. If she's at my age right now, I'm not cooking, I'm not cleaning, I'm not cleaning mm-hmm. up after any man. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I have no problem initiating or mm-hmm. like, you know, providing certain things. But if you are with someone, mm-hmm. like you really, this is your life. Like, you better initiate. That's all you got to goddamn do. Yes. But also you want to make the, feel, the guy feel good sometimes. So Yes. It's really all about the male ego. Like when it all comes out to it, it's all about the male ego. And balance. Like yeah. if, this, if your relationship, if when you guys met and you like you were attracted to and you liked and you gassed up him being submissive or him not being the initiator or you always being the doer and him not doing so much, mm-hmm. then I don't feel like it's always so fair to say later on, I'm not happy because I definitely encourage like having checkpoints and conversations where you're like okay things have changed for me i actually would prefer if you do this yeah i'm not discouraging that but what i am saying is even with like this new era of feminism it's like men really feel like women just want them to sit there and look pretty yeah no i don't i want you to be who you are i just want you to also accept me for who i am Mm. so if that person is someone who desires sex Mm. someone that finds pleasure in sex i want you to love that side of me all of us want to be respected yeah and found sexy Mm. while also being taken care of and not having to be dominant behind closed doors i think there's an element though that guys are finally starting to see which is really sexy is when women when women embrace like their sexuality Mm -hmm. which i think is really dope because men are wanting us to be more vocal Mm -hmm. and more active in our own like decisions in the bedroom so i think that's super dope but i definitely feel like that doesn't automatically mean that they're also going to speak up when there's an issue. Mm. What I want to touch on, what you just um, said before, though, because I did have a situation where the guy asked mm-hmm. me if there was anything he could do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, you could do this, this, that, and that thing. I was like, okay, like, what about me? And then he didn't say anything. And I'm like, listen. Like the change? Yeah. Hmm. I was like, you know, I got that snap. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. But it's like, I'm open to criticism as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. As much as guys say that they want someone who will speak their mind, you guys have to also, and I'm always speaking to guys at this point because I want you guys to remember that it always goes both ways and I don't want them to ever feel like we're kind of like attacking them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you also have to tell us too. And even right. if it does hurt our feelings, because yeah, you know, I'm gonna get my back. I'm like, damn, so you didn't like that reverse? <laughs> it hurt it? You, it hurt it? It hurt it? You said you could feel my teeth? That is so crazy now that you're actually... Yeah. It's like, you have to tell me too. You have to be open with me too. It's never a one-way street. And like you said, it's all about balance. You, The guy has to be comfortable too. And I think that's why the experience is more, is better for me when... This is sick. But I feel like the experience is better for me and why I feel like I have um, better experiences when I have feelings for the person. Because when I have feelings for someone, the only way I have feelings for someone is if they have feelings for me. So if they have feelings for me, I know they care about me more. I know they want the experience to be more enjoyable for the both of us so Mm -hmm. i know they're more comfortable in what they're doing and they're trying to please me and stuff like that so i think that's why i say like it has to be a feelings thing but i don't think so i think it's just if you're with a good guy yeah i was literally exactly yeah if you're just with a good person like whoever we're sleeping with at this point in our life should still be somebody i always say this still be somebody that you would like yeah like as a person like you would claim them as a friend if you saw Mm -hmm. them on the street or say what's up not somebody that you'd be like damn they don't care about me they wouldn't even wish me happy birthday like that's crazy to me. But yeah, guys, just remember that you have to say it too. And even if it hurts the girl's feelings, just know it that did. it's... It did. Yeah. It did. It that did. actually happened to me. I'm, I'm remembering one experience right now. Oh, not I was PTSD. having the time of my life. Oh reverse cowgirl it was the lit i was having a great time i was getting everything i asked for right 
afterwards, like, I'm finished. And, like, I guess, like, I went to sleep, woke up, round two, ding, 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 in the morning. It was lit, right? <laughs> I'm getting in reverse again. Reverse, reverse. And I'm about to, and he's like, yo, babe. I'm like, huh. <laughs> he's like, that hurt last time. Oh, no. <laughs> it what? No. Why it hurt? Why you ain't say nothing? Did that shit hurt you? Like, <laughs> I was so upset because I was like, I was more upset, though, very honest. I was more upset in the moment that mm-hmm. he didn't tell me he was yeah, in pain. Absolutely. And it's so weird because I wasn't upset at all about the fact that I'm never going to be able to do this again. I'm with you. screaming. I wasn't upset with that. I was just like, damn, I wanted you to have. I was having the time of my life. Mm-hmm. So, retrospectively, to know that you were cringing with mm-hmm. pain. That hurts my feelings. And that's why I laugh because I'm just like, you know, we always say, like we just said in the beginning, it's guys, it's not one side, it's not one Mm -hmm. motion. But girls, it's the same way for you. Mm -hmm. Just because your last man, like, you know, the reverse, all this and everything like that, doesn't mean that your next man will. And Mm -hmm. it's okay. It's okay to explain and not explain, but like explore what your new partner likes. At the end of the day, it's just like consent. It goes both ways. You want to make sure that you and your partner are openly communicating with each other to make it sure that it's the best experience that you could both have. Absolutely. So to sum this episode up and to leave you guys with a couple gems, we just want to give you three reasons why you should speak up, not Mm -hmm. only in the bedroom, but in life. So the first one, of course, is if you don't ask, you just simply won't get. Period. The second thing is, if you want to address something with your partner or anybody else and you don't bring it up yourself, it won't ever get addressed at all. And finally, speaking up will empower you and give you just a more fulfilling experience. Like we said, you want the experience to make you want to make sure that the experience is enjoyable for both of you. So exactly. make sure you speak up because you can only get something good from it. Exactly. So guys, we really hope that you enjoyed this episode. If anything, we hope that you walk away with a new tip to work on your own experiences with somebody behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back with, with another, another episode. episode. Bye. Come, come, come on, 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 come on